right, today I want to start a new series, just briefly, and we'll get into the baptism time. I want to talk to you about life after the cross. We've been leading up to the cross the last few Sundays. We talked about the mighty cross for a few weeks as we got ready for Easter. Easter Sunday, we talked about being innocent. And now we're going beyond the cross. We're going to take a step into the life that God has paid for and provided for us once we've given our life to Jesus. We have this cross over here, or not this cross, sorry, a door over here. And the image or the illustration I wanted you to see with this door is similar to this door, the cross is the beginning or the entrance into a whole lot that God has on his heart and his mind for you. Sometimes we can get so focused on the door or on the cross moment where we're thinking Christianity is just about forgiveness. Christianity is all about just not going to hell or just getting your name in the Lamb's Book of Life or just being forgiven and made new and all that stuff. But you know, that's a doorway into a lot of things that God has paid for you to become a part of. Are you understanding that today? When he adopted you into his family, he brought you through the door, but he didn't leave you on the doorstep. Come on, somebody. Come on. When we enter the door beyond the cross, life beyond the cross, the cross was the entrance. Are you understanding that? Salvation was the entrance into something. It was an entrance into the family of God. It was an entrance into the authority of God. It was an entrance into the great and precious promises of God. It's an entrance into the power of God in your life. It's an entrance into the kingdom of God, into your life. So if Christianity for you is only about being forgiven, then you're still standing at the front door. Come on. We want to go into the household of God. We want to go into the living room and the family room and the bedroom and the, and the kitchen and all the other things, all the places and all the things that God has provided for your rest, for your feeding, for your health and development, for community and all the things that Jesus died and paid for once you've walked through that front door through the cross, through the one way, through Jesus. And so today I want to talk to you about becoming a child of God. That's who you are. That first step through that door is to realize you're no longer on the outside of the family. Come on now. You are in the family of God. You are now a child of God. Beyond the cross, you're not just forgiven. You've become a child of God. Somebody celebrate Jesus for that. If you just think it's about forgiveness, you're missing all the rights and privileges as a child. All of that wonderful community and love given to you, even while you grow and you develop, because you're going to fall and make mistakes and you're going to stumble while you learn to walk. But in that nurturing family of God, you will learn to walk, my friend. You will learn to stand up and be strong. You will mature in the household of God. Somebody say amen. Open up your Bibles to the book of Galatians, if you would, please. And I'm speaking today to all of us, as well as to our baptism candidates over here, as they're rejoicing in this new creation, it's for them to understand what's happened to them as well. Gal Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. Galatians 3, verse 26 through 29. For you are all, these are those who've gone through the door, you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You're not just forgiven. You are a child of God. Amen. How did I become a child of God? You put your faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
please hear me. As much as this may sound simple to some of us, there is a lot of people out there that think the message of Jesus is just about being forgiven of sin. It is not just about being forgiven of sin. It's about being adopted into his very own family. It's about becoming an heir. It's about becoming a son and a daughter of the King of Kings, amen, of God the Father. You have been united with Christ. Sorry, I'm gonna start over so that you don't lose the train of thought. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ. And now that you, have, now that you belong to Christ, you are true children. Amen. Amen. You are true children of Abraham and you are his heirs, like an inheritance. You are his heirs. And God's promises to Abraham belong to you, belong to you, belong to me. Amen. So you are a child of God now. You are a joint heir with Abraham and his promises that God made to Abraham, that God made to make you his children, to provide for you, to give you a hope and a future, to be your defender, to be your source, to be your God, for you to be his child. We are not just saved from something. We are saved into something. You are saved into the family of God. Say family of God. You are not just saved from the devil, from sin. You are saved into the family of God. You are a part of the family of God. Amen. We are not just forgiven of sin, we become children of God. So let me talk to you about what has happened. I wanna just get this into your spirit. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. That is your new identity. You say, I'm a sinner, just forgiven. You are not a sinner anymore. You are a child of God. You may still sin, but your identity is a child of God. Amen. You are adopted. You are adopted. Not one day when you go to heaven. When you placed your faith in Christ Jesus, you were brought into the family of God by faith in Christ Jesus. What has happened? You're a part of the family of God. Let's talk about the family. Now we're talking about a healthy, functional family. Somebody say amen. amen. Some of us are coming out of unhealthy, unfunctional, dysfunctional families. But you've been brought into a healthy, functional family of God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. So now, say now. now. Not when you go to heaven one day. So now, you Gentiles, that was, that, that's all of us that were not born Jews by heritage. So now you Gentiles, you are no longer strangers. You are no longer foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are part of the holy people group. You are part of the holy people. You're like, but, but what about my past? It was paid for in Christ. You're a new creature. You've, you've been born again. Come on now. We've got to get this in here and in here. Because we still sometimes just see ourselves as a person that let religion into our life. You didn't just bring religion into your life. You were born into a family. You've become a child of God. This is not a new set of just religious principles. This is a current reality in Jesus Christ. You are a child of the living God. You are a child of the living God. You say, but you don't know my family line. They're full of all kinds of crazies and nuts and bad things and all this stuff. You are a part of a new family, a new culture, a new heritage. Amen. 
You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are, this is still Ephesians 2, you are members of God's family. You are members of God's family. You are children, little children. You are children of God. 1 John chapter 4, write it in your notes. Look at it in your Bibles. 1 John chapter 4, verse 3 through 4. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming. And now it's already in the world. We know there's people that do not confess Jesus. There's a whole spirit movement out there. It's a movement of the, of the, of the enemy out there trying to get people to not believe in Christ. It's always been there, that he wasn't who he said he was and all this stuff. It's a move against Christ. That's the spirit of Antichrist. It's been in the world. It's in the world. Verse 4. You, verse 4, listen to me, you are from God. You are. Not one day when you go to heaven. You are, you are from God. Why? Because your life was hidden in Christ. You were buried with him. And you've been raised from the dead. Amen. As a new creature. You are from God. Little children. And you have overcome them. That's that spirit of Antichrist. Because greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. I'm just trying to help you see who you are right now. I wish I could show you a mirror in the spirit and you could see yourself the way God sees you. Because we still see ourselves by our shortcomings. We still see ourselves as mere human beings. We still see ourselves as from our generational line. We still judge ourselves based on our past. But in Christ, you are a new creature. You are a child of God. You are from God. You are from God. Amen. Amen. And greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. God is in you. God himself, creator of the universe, resides in you. You are the temple of the spirit of God. You are not alone. You've been brought in to this family. You've been brought into the household. And there's all kinds of inheritance and power and ability and all kinds of wonderful stuff we're going to introduce you to over the next few weeks in this household. You are not just forgiven standing at the front door. We're bringing you in. We're helping you see what's in the house, what's in you, what you have become, who you have become, what you are capable of. If you don't know you're capable of it, you'll live lower than you were called to live. And so we will introduce you to who God has made you to be. Amen. You are a child of God. You call God Abba Father. Amen. Abba, not the band Abba. You call God. <laughs> Abba Father. What does that mean? Galatians chapter 4, verse 5 through 7. God sent him, Jesus, talking about Jesus, God sent him to buy freedom for us who were, past tense, slaves to the law. We were slaves to the law. So that he could adopt us. Say, adopt me. Adopt me so he could adopt me as his very own children. Isn't that great? There's something beautiful about the idea of adoption. It means that we weren't naturally born, but God saw us, God selected us, chose us, said, I want you in my family. If you have given your life to Jesus, God has 
put you in his family and he's adopted you in. And when you adopt someone in, you again, you don't adopt them and leave them on the front stoop. They get to come into the house and have all the rights and privileges, amen, and resource that is in the house. Remember, this is a functional family, amen. God is a functional father. He's a healthy father. He's a good father, amen. He bought our freedom so that he could adopt us as his very own. And because we are his children, God has sent his spirit, capital S, this is him, self, spirit, of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. That's like saying, Father, Father. It's an endearing phrase, Father, Father. Now, now you are no longer a slave but God's own child. Are you receiving this this morning? You are no longer a slave. You are God's own child. God has made you his heir. God has made you his heir. Think about this, please. Too many times we just blow through these scriptures and we don't really... Listen, God's helping us call him Father. First of all, the God of the universe is wanting us to call him Father. Even Jesus, in teaching us to pray, he said, pray like this, our Father, including himself in that same category and bringing us into that conversation saying, pray like me, our Father. Do you know how beautiful that is? I mean, do you walk up to some powerful person in the, in the world that you've met, maybe there's some influential powerful individual in Orlando, and you, you walk up to them and you go, hey, Father. You wouldn't do that. Why? You don't have their permission to do that. Amen? And you're not their child. You may want to be one of their kids and be put in the will. You know, hey, you got any room in there? But are you understanding this? The Holy Spirit is helping us say, Father. Our natural inclination, that sin consciousness, that guilt and shame that we still deal with because the devil's the accuser of the brethren and we accuse ourselves, we have a hard time sometimes seeing ourselves as a child of God and referencing God as Father. But the Holy Spirit is here to help us relate to God properly as his child, not as some religious individual that's like crawling on the ground trying to get God's attention, this superior being's attention. He wants you to see yourself as his child brought in and to call him Father. Sometimes we think maybe God's listening more if we pray like, oh, holy God, great, awesome, fathereth, goddeth. But the Holy Spirit is here to help us understand and come into the family of God. And maybe today that's what I'm trying to help all of us see. When we went through those waters of baptism, we gave our life to Jesus, we made public testimony, all these things. It's more than a religious ceremony. We do all that because we've been made as children. And we have this relationship, this loving relationship with God, our Father. And it doesn't just say that he made you his child. The Holy Spirit's also helping us understand that we are heirs of all that he has. You're an heir of all that he has. If he has it, 
He wants to give it to you. Amen? Amen? You're not out there on your own just being a Christian serving God, like religiously. I'm a Christian serving God. You are a child with a loving father. Do you understand this? We are prompted by the Holy Spirit to address the God of the universe as Father. God isn't just being nice to us saying, hey, call me dad. Sometimes maybe we think, oh, God's just so loving. He's just wanting us to feel good. So he says, call me dad. He's not saying, call me dad. He's saying, I am your father. Do you see this? You've been made, not by your work, but by this, this, this work of Jesus, by your faith in Jesus, you receive that work. You've been made his child. So when you call him father, you're speaking the truth. When you call him father, that is who he is to you. Amen. This is not about you feeling good. God isn't doing anything just to make you feel good. He's doing it because it's a reality. That's what should make you feel good. It's because of the reality of that position, because of the reality of that access and relationship that you have with God. Amen. You might think, well, God may have adopted me. He's taken responsibility for me. But does he actually love me? God's adopted me. Because, again, we have these earthly models where, you know, the parents maybe didn't, they took responsibility, they fed you, they clothed you, but maybe they didn't show you the love that you needed. So you ask the question, maybe God adopted me, maybe he'll provide for me, but does he actually love me? First John, or sorry, just John chapter 18, John chapter 18, verse 20 through 23. This is Jesus speaking. I am praying not only for these disciples, Jesus says, because he's saying this this final big prayer before his um, crucifixion season happens, right? This is one of his last big prayers corporately. He's saying, I'm not only praying about these disciples that are here in front of me right now, but also for all who will ever believe. That includes you and me. Somebody say amen. amen. So what Jesus is about to say is not isolated to the current group of disciples, he's making it clear. I'm praying not just for these current believers, I'm praying for every believer that will ever believe. That's you and that's me. In me through their message, I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. Let's move on a little bit. Verse 22. Listen to this. Listen to this. I have given them the glory you gave me. What? I have given them the glory you gave me. You may not think that you're glorious, but the way God sees you, you are glorious. Amen. So that they may be one as we are one. Verse 23, I am in them. Remember, this is all who will ever believe. I am in them. You are in me. May they experience such perfect unity. Listen to this. That the world may know. What should the world know? That you sent me, Jesus. Listen, listen. And that you love them as much as you love me that they may know you love them as much as you love me. Does God the Father love God the Son? It's his only begotten. It's his beloved Son. 
And he's saying here that they, every they that will believe throughout the ages, that's you, that's me, that's all of us, that they may know you love them as much as you love me. Why is that? Because you've been made the body of Christ. You've been placed inside of, you're in him, he's in you. You are in Christ. Are you understanding this? God loves you. God hears you. God provides for you the same way he would for Jesus because you're in him. You're in his son. You are his adopted son and daughter. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. How does this affect us today? Why is this important? How does this affect us today? Number one, be aware. You have been brought into a family, not into a religion. Come on now. You have been brought into a family, not into a religion. Let that sink into your spirit. And you have a family line. You have a heritage that goes all the way back to Jesus on that cross and coming up out of that grave. We have 2,000 years of heroes of faith in our family line. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? And we have some heroes of faith that even go all the way back to the beginning that saw God and lived by faith from the beginning. You, you don't look at your current family to think that's your family line alone. You have been brought into a new family. It affects you when you understand. That affects you when you know that you are loved. Say, I am loved. That affects you. You have a home. Say, I have a home. You have a father. I have a father. Say, I have a father. You are not an orphan. Amen. You have access to everything you need. Amen. You have a place and a space to grow up and mature. And there's grace in that house. You know, if you've ever raised any children, teenagers, whatever, they're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. But in that household of God, God takes responsibility as the Father to be with you, to help you, to guide you, to mentor you, to teach you, and help you grow from glory to glory. He's not looking for a reason to kick you out of his house. He knows you're his kid. He knows you're his father. Just keep coming to him, and he will help grow you up and out of any mess that you're in. Amen. It affects you today because like Jesus coming up out of the waters of his baptism, it's important that you hear the Father say that he's pleased with you. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 through 17, after Jesus was baptized, after he was baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and settling on him. And behold, a voice from the heavens said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. And I believe that's important for each and every one of you going through baptism today and for the rest of us to remember that that's God's vision over you. That's what the Father speaks over you. You are his beloved in whom he is well pleased. But God, I still have all these issues and things, but you're in Christ. I see you as one in him. You are my beloved child. I am well pleased with you. Do you understand that that affects the way we live? That affects how we pray. That affects how we do everything. That from a place of being loved rather than striving to be loved. See, understanding these things, you will now not work or strive for his approval. 
You will live from a place of being loved. You will serve from a place of being loved. Why do I serve in the house of God? Why do I serve the kingdom? It's not so that God will love me. I serve because he loved me. Why do I give? I don't give to get God to love me. I respond to his love for me. Why do I worship? I don't worship to get God to love me or to hear me. God loves me and hears me. I worship because God loves me and hears me because I'm his child. Are you understanding this? Why don't you go ahead up and go, go ahead and um, get ready for baptism. We're going to go ahead and stand because we're going to get into a time of worship. I wanted to give us some thoughts today about being a child of God. And so while they're being baptized today, we're going to, first of all, the altars are going to be open for you to take photos. If you're a family member, you want to come up and take photos, go ahead. But I also want to invite the rest of us up to the altar if you'd like. And let's just love on God, let God love on us, and let's just worship and celebrate as these lives, these children of God, are celebrating their new creation moment. Amen? Amen. And so what we're going to do is we're going to say a word of prayer. We're going to go back into some worship. And we're going to make these altars just a place of celebration, photos and celebration. When they're coming up out of that water, would you please cheer for them like heaven is cheering for them? Is that okay? Get ready to get involved and be excited. They are children of God. You're a child of God. You live from a place of being loved, not trying to become loved. And we worship and we celebrate and we rejoice their new beginnings, their fresh start, and we celebrate our own. In a little bit, I'll come back up and I'm going to do an altar call moment and then we'll go back into some more baptisms. We have about 50 people being baptized. You can celebrate that. Amen. But I want to sow a seed. I want to sow a seed in the room just for a moment. You may be a family member that has come to just celebrate a family member, but maybe your life isn't right with the Lord. Or maybe you've never obeyed the Lord in baptism. You've never had this moment of celebration. We want to leave that water available for you to come and to be baptized as well. If you say somewhere throughout this service, you know what, I want to give my life to Jesus, I'll give you an opportunity in about 15 minutes to give your life to Jesus. We'll pray a prayer together and all that stuff. You can get baptized today. Or maybe you're sitting there saying, I've been a Christian, but I've never been baptized. You can go up to one of our workers over here, Pastor Brian, or do they go to this side? They go over here to the starting point. If you want to get baptized throughout this whole thing, and you say, I just need to do it now. You're welcome at any point to go over to our starting point area right over here. They will get, we have clothes for you and we'll get you in line and we'll make sure you're baptized today. Amen. So let's just let the Holy Spirit move and lead us. Let's put our hands up. We'll pray one more time. We're going to go back into a time of worship and baptism. Heavenly Father, right now, we're so grateful. We celebrate. We thank you that we are children of God. We've been brought through that door that, God, there are all these great and precious promises. There's all these access and provision in the house. And, Lord, first and foremost, I pray you renew our mind today that we are children of God. We are the family of God. We celebrate these. These are our, our brothers and sisters in God. And so we rejoice. We celebrate. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Everybody give a big shout. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Let's go and give those first group a good celebration, would you? Amen. I love seeing the smiles on their faces. We love seeing, you can tell there's just this faith and this moment between people and God. Don't you just love that? So I want to take a moment right now. Well, first of all, I want to welcome our Teen Challenge families. We have some Teen Challenge men getting baptized today. We love you, Teen Challenge. Amen. Got about 12 guys, right? About 12 guys. Awesome. We love that. Amen. What an honor to celebrate that with you and your families today. But I want to pause because we want to give you an opportunity today. We wanted you to see just a little bit of that celebration, but then give you an opportunity personally to receive the love of God for your life that you would become a child of God. God isn't trying to get you into church or, a fan or into, into religion. He's trying to bring you into his family. So we want you to see today the heart of a father wanting to rescue his children, wanting to bring them to life, wanting to love them in his own home. Amen? Amen. So the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us needs a savior, which is Jesus. The gift of God, it's a gift, is eternal life through Jesus Christ the Lord. The Bible tells us that the wages of our sin is death. Separation from God, even hell. And here God has given us that gift of eternal life. The Bible tells us how to receive. It says, all who will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Isn't that great? Saved. And remember, it's not just saved from, it's saved into. It's not just saved from sin or from hell, it's saved into his family, saved into the household of God. Amen? So today, if you've never given your life to Jesus, let's call on the Lord together. Or maybe you're like, a long time ago, I had a relationship with God, but if I'm honest, I've let that relationship grow cold. I've not been where I should be with God. Well, then why don't you call on the Lord today too? Why don't you, like the prodigal son, just run back to the father's house, run back to the father's arms. He's not standing there condemning. He's standing there with his arms open. He's not even standing there. He's running towards you with his arms open to pick you up and say, my son, my daughter, welcome home. And to bring you into the household, to bring you into the inheritance, to bring you into everything he has for you. And so this morning, if you're not right with God for any reason, would you just call on him today with me? Why don't you all bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to give you a moment. I want to count to three. When I do, as an act of faith and surrender, if you want to give your life to Jesus today, just put your hand up right where you are. And we'll pray for prayer right where you are to call on the Lord to save you. On the count of three, you're ready. I need to give my life to Jesus for the first time or I want to recommit my life to Jesus, when I count to three, just put that hand up. God sees it. And we'll pray a prayer together. Ready? One, two, three. If that's you, would you put your hand up today? There's a hand right there. There's a second hand over there. Anybody else? Just pop it up real high and we can see it. I want to give my life a third hand. Thank you. Anybody else today? Give my life to the Jesus. Four right there. I see you, sir. Praise God. He's got both hands in the air. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? All right, church, let's all pray together, would you please? So no one's praying by themselves. Let's pray together. 
Repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I thank you that you see me just as I am. I realize that I have sinned and I've walked away from you. I receive Jesus Christ today as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died for me, that he rose again. Please forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, make me new. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Take every part of me now. Be my God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome home. Welcome home to the family of God. Welcome home. If you prayed that prayer today, you're welcome to jump right into this baptism service. Or maybe today, this is the moment we are like, I've seen it happening now. You know what, Pastor Kevin, you're right. I need, to, I need to do this. That's why we pause in the middle. It gives you plenty of time to go over here to our starting point. They'll get you what you need to get dressed and to get back here. But maybe if today isn't that day you're going to get baptized, I still want to encourage you to go to our starting point at the end of service because we do have Bibles for you and we have all kinds of information to help you grow as a child of God. Amen. Let's celebrate them one more time. Let's go back into baptisms. Let's celebrate some more. And fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven My praise belongs to you forever Come on, let's see it all together This is my testimony from death to life Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous Sons and daughters, drunk with blood and washed in water. Sing the praises of the Spirit, Son and Father. Our God will finish what He started. Come on, say that again. Our God will finish what He started. This is my testimony from death to life. If I'm not dead, you're not done. 
We got. We have one additional. Celebrate. Jesus. That never gets old, everybody. That never gets old. You know, I, you don't know all the stories. I don't know all the stories. I know some of the stories. And you hear some of the effort and challenges people had to overcome to come here today to be baptized. And they push through because they want to give that moment of proclamation, declaration. I want to thank the Lord, but would you also just celebrate their courage and desire to proclaim their faith in Jesus. Go ahead and give God a good praise. Give God a good praise. Amen. Put your hands up. Go ahead and stand. Everybody stand. We're going to close. Put your hands up and let's just bless this. Altar teams, you can come down as soon as this moment's over, but let's just bless and seal all this. Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you. We thank you because when we strip away all the lights and the stages and the buildings and all that stuff, there is this beautiful, eternal family of God that keeps growing and keeps changing lives and eternities that keep transforming. The devil keeps losing. Heaven keeps gaining. Lord, we are so thankful for the move of God in our generation. We're so thankful for these lives. We pray over them right now. God, they've made this public declaration. Lord, I pray that they know that old things are passed away. All things have become new. We thank you that any bondages or addictions or oppression of the enemy that was plaguing them, God, Lord, we by, by faith leave it in that water. And God, by faith, they've come up out of that. And Jesus, there is breakthrough. There is freedom. There is new beginning in power. God, we thank you for blessing them today. Bless their families today. Lord, we just celebrate and we bless them. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.